0: This is the Rich Eisen Show. It is time for another edition of the Rich Eisen Show here in rainy Southern California. It's okay. We'll get through it together. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on Roku. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio outfit. Also, we say hello to those on Sirius XM and Odyssey. We say hello to those listening to us whenever they want on our podcast available at the cumulus podcast network where all podcasts are available we uh, always appreciate if you hit that subscribe button and get on the old rss feed and the same thing with our youtube page youtube.com slash rich eisen show there's an on-demand service as well uh on our roku page and the roku channel the it's the rich eisen show experience and collection um we appreciate that uh you can get uh this show whenever you want and that's one of the many things we love about our partnership with Roku. Uh, we've got a, a great show. We're four wide today. We've got two in-studio guests. We've also got a head coach in uh, college football, Brian Kelly, fresh off of a huge win against Alabama, he's going to be joining us on this program. Uh, and then uh, the story du jour, uh, we'll dive into <laughs> to start this show in a second. But first of all, I say hello to uh, Chris Brockman. Hey uh, who is? What's are you up, still bud? wearing like your raincoat? Yeah, like, yeah, wh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm filming actually Tombstone Two later. Uh, you look, uh, you look kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie. Like I would cross the street if I saw you. Uh, but good to see you. It's not my best look, but no, you're I don't know leaving what's going tomorrow. On. It's fine. I don't understand what's happening over there. It's then, cold but, and okay. it's wet. Okay. okay, very good. You know what I mean? <laughs> good to see <laughs> you. To D- DJ out. Mikey D is in D's nuts. Not incognito, just his usual self. Good to see you, sir. How are you? The disrespect is real. There you go. Uh, good. <laughs> TJ Jefferson, light that candle, why don't you? Light it's, the candle. It's lit,
1: man. I just have to remind everybody that Tony, Tony, Tony lied to all of us because it definitely does rain in Southern California.
0: It does. Well, okay. Very good. Um. Well, hey, uh, everybody. Uh, normally, we start a show on a Tuesday based on what happened in the previous night's game, the uh, Monday night finale to an NFL week. And last night, we did see the Baltimore Ravens go into uh, New Orleans with uh, Lamar Jackson. Roquan Smith looks like he's played for the Ravens forever. And, um, and Andy Dalton did not uh, have a good night. And uh, the Ravens look terrific. They are now six and three, and we'll discuss this a little bit more on the program. As uh, everything's clicking for this team, yep. including the rest of their uh, season schedule. Uh, my uh, my um, power rankings coming up later, and so Ooh. much to discuss on this program because I'm going to do it today. I'm heading off to Munich, uh, Germany. By the way, uh, in case there's a, a town called Munich in this United States. Uh, to call the Week 10 uh, game between the Bucks and the Seahawks. So I'll be doing my power rankings earlier today. But uh, we have to start with uh, the top story in the NFL because um, I don't recall anything remotely close to this ever. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a 24-7, 365 NFL network or 24-7, 365 sports talk radio shows. There wasn't any 24-7, 365 Uh, on-air programs where there's uh, argument and analysis and more argument. In other words, when Norm Van Brocklin in 1961 (laughs) was brought on with no coaching experience at all to coach the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, what, WIP didn't exist? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So this is new. And the new is firing a head coach in the middle of a season To Well, that's nothing new, but to bring in as his replacement somebody who's never done it before, currently coaching at the high school level. He does know the organization because he had a stellar career playing center, snapping the football to Peyton Manning for so many years, and he's one of the best people you will ever meet in any walk of life, certainly in, in a football life. Jeff Saturday and in so hiring him and firing the head coach Frank Reich who just fired the offensive coordinator the week before to coordinate an offense and call the plays for a kid who was drafted in the sixth round last year out of Texas named Sam Ellinger and having him not get a single first down on a third down in New England and being sacked and turning it over. And it was one of the worst offensive performances this very proud franchise has ever had. And firing Frank Reich, Jim Ursay has left the Indianapolis Colts with zero coaches on the staff who's ever called an NFL offensive play ever so this is what we call unprecedented and when jim ursay stepped to a podium last night in indianapolis with his new head coach interim head coach jeff saturday to his left and general manager chris ballard who has survived the purge that has occurred to date and he says jim ursay that chris ballard is going to be sticking around all eyes to on that podium and all ears peeled to, to hear, why'd you do it? Where did this come from? Here is Jim Ursay explaining his decision making.
2: When I hired Tony Dungy, it was done very methodical. You know, you operate like the CIA. It's very analytical, it's very unemotional, it's very methodical. With in-depth experience and knowledge and, and trying to get the feeling for what's right. Then. I wanted a winning coach, a winning playoff coach, a winning coach that was proven to come in with our franchise. Now, I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. He doesn't have that, that fear, and there was no other candidate. We were fortunate that he was available, um, and he has tons of experience. He knows this game inside and out, um, with relationships with coaches and players, um, uh, and, and has been a consultant for us for several years, a paid consultant. Um, you know, uh, informing Chris and I and other people in the organization, you know, his opinions.
0: So wow. Look, uh, and I say this with all due respect, because I I do love Jim Irsay and I do love Jeff Saturday, but when he says uh, we're lucky he was available, is is that because Jeff wasn't out uh, running an errand? <laughs> yeah, answered <pretty> cool. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, cause, and when he when he when he says that, it undercuts everything else that he said, around it, before it, and after it. Because, of course, he was available. He's coaching high school football and uh, and talking about the sport on ESPN. And Jeff Saturday wasn't even expecting this. Here is what Saturday said when he stepped to the podium yesterday. Yeah, shock would be an understatement, right? Shock would be an understatement. So, uh yeah, we, we had the conversation and it, it escalated quickly. He, he asked me, um, my wife Karen, and and you know he said, hey, will you go have a conversation with your wife and make sure that you know she's on board? And um, my son Josh still lives with us at, at home, and uh, you have that conversation. And he was, he told me he was going to uh, meet with Chris about it and. Um, and
2: Chris and I knew she's the most important woman. That's exactly right. that's exactly <laughs> right. Thank you, kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so we had that we had the conversation. We talked about it and prayed about it. And uh, um, then as the day progressed this morning, we we finally came to a conclusion. But it was uh, um, it was it was a twelve hour whirlwind. Here's the scoop because uh, my phone's been texted and ringing, and I you know I'm not. Are you joining I'm, the Colt staff? I'm not. Nice. Oh, I, I, That's my w- way of setting up that I am i don't traffic in the same NFL circles as the guy who's sitting in this chair for the rest of this week filling in for me and hanging out with you guys and everybody who's listening and watching over the next three days while I go to Germany to s- call that game on Saturday, Tom Pellicero. I'm not an information individual per se, but I my ears to the ground and people just send me texts. The league is stunned. By this, stunned by this. And people are also pissed about this around the league. Mm -hmm. People who are coaching and doing everything that needs to be done on the dues paying front of all colors, by the way. Jeff Saturday sitting at home and he gets a phone call from an owner in the NFL saying, how would you like to be the coach of the Indianapolis Colts? And Jeff Saturday is going to be absolutely in the figurative crosshairs of this aspect of this job. You cannot blame him for taking it. Okay? You cannot blame him for taking the job. He's not going to sit there and go, I can't take the job because yeah. I didn't pay my dues. No, an owner actually called him and said, "Hey, man, and uh, I'm some someone I'm sure he adores, and and an organization he adores, and a town he adores, and is nothing but, th- and and if his family's willing to say, okay, you go and chase that dream, and we'll live our lives, I imagine separately. I don't think he lives in Indianapolis, so it is it is a, a challenge for Jeff Saturday to basically uproot his life and just." throw himself into this mix. So I do not blame him for taking the job, but a lot of people are going to be blaming Jim Irsay for offering it. And if it doesn't work out, I mean, again, it's not like, the first thing he did announce is it's Sam Ellinger's job. Like Like I told you yesterday and last week as well, when we were kind of batting around the subject, maybe they do turn to Matt Ryan again. Contractually, they don't want to pay him the amount of money that he would be owed if he gets hurt behind this offensive line that, has been absolutely the shocking sore thumb of this team so far this year. And so Saturday's got a kid who's going to be making his third career start. And Saturday said last night he was going to spend last night making calls around the staff to see who will be the best person to call the offensive plays because nobody on the staff has ever done it before. And that's how they're going to, like, as of right now, we still don't know. I imagine the Colts and Saturday have identified who that individual is. But there's a whole process of what the play is and how you're going to get it to the quarterback and how he's going to receive it. How's he going to get in his ears, the cadence back and forth, the decision-making that's got to go. And Jeff's got to let him know on third down, set it up for fourth down and got to know how many timeouts he's got left and all of that. You saw how this has consumed so much of Nathaniel Hackett's first year. So far in Denver that they had to get him an old hand up in the booth to help him out with this sort of material. And maybe Jeff's got this cold. Maybe he does. He's a dude. He's really good. He's really accomplished. He's really smart. But this is, I mean, want talk about an uphill challenge. My goodness gracious. So, you know, everybody's wondering, like, what is Jim Irsay thinking? And a very point blank question posed to him in the press conference last soundbite I'll play for you here was like, "Okay, everything you've said about this team so far, it's falling completely apart, and you've you've backed you backed up on it, and you've gone on a reversed course." Hit it.
1: This spring, you said that uh, when Matt Ryan came here, uh, he was going to be the starter for two years, maybe three. It lasted seven games. Uh, recently, he told ESPN that. Uh, that Frank Reich was safe and that lasted eight days. So why should Colts fans believe the promises
2: you have about your head coach and your general manager? I've never hired a losing head coach. We're the fourth winningest team in the league. It's not about belief, it's about fact. What we've done, we're better than most all. It's that simple. Our record proves it over a period of time. So you don't have to believe much when it's there in black and white, you know. And the thing I'd say, You know, Al Davis has always been my biggest influencer in terms of football. I mean, Shula, Paul Brown, Tex Ram, yes, but Al was always number one. And if Al was here and you'd say, hey, Al, why do you think Jeff is going to be successful? He'd say three words He's not scared. All
3: right. Okay. I mean,
0: that was. Wow. And so in case anybody's wondering, when, when Jim Mercer was referring to the fourth winningest team, he's not meaning this year. He had said earlier in the press conference that the Colts have the fourth winningest record in the league since 2000. And, you know, part of that definitely has to do with being bestowed one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, the Sheriff. And once the sheriff got hurt and they had the worst record in the league, it just happened to be, you know, the Colts were lucky. And that's not the turn of the phrase that you are making the rim shot move on the other side. But they were fortunate that it wasn't when Manning got hurt. It wasn't in one of those drafts where the top pick was a, a left tackle or a defensive pass rusher. They were lucky that Andrew was there and they got him and then got particularly unlucky with him deciding to just not want to play football anymore. A decision that the team is still digging out of and now may have found rock bottom. Rock bottom. Because I am wondering, how does this play in the locker room? I mean, Jeff Saturday, again, is a leader of men, And is a guy who knows exactly how to lead, he did it on the collective bargaining agreement front in 2011 when he was integral and making sure a deal got done and a lockout ended and there was no nuclear winner. I mean, the guy's been there and done that. But right now, to be thrown into this mix, they don't have a play caller. They got a kid who's in start number three. So... Now you do have to look at Jim Ursae and say, does he know what he's doing? Because you don't have a franchise quarterback to bail you out. And I'll throw out another name, Ryan Grigson. They hired him over Les Snead in Indianapolis years ago. Okay, so they're not perfect. And terrific quarterbacks bailed him out. That guy's not walking through that door. And the only one that's as close to that. On a resume, you won't play a lick because you don't want to pay him if he gets hurt. That is the worst situation you want to be in as you send out a guy who's never done it before. I've never, ever seen anything like it. Never. While the rest of the league is looking at this. With shaking their head, and also with a whole bunch of rooting against it, and 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 Saturday is a guy who you normally would want to root for, to be very honest with you. Man, I've never seen anything like it, and if it doesn't work out, like a lot of people think, we'll never see anything like it again. So that's the way we start this program. Zach Kiefer, who knew we'd call him back up again? Because we called him, he's on the athletic staff covering the Colts. We called him up after Matt Ryan got benched, saying, "What gives?" Now this is like, "What gives?" on steroids. And uh, he'll be joining (laughs) us in the middle of hour number two. I will ask Brian Kelly, "What do you think of Jeff Saturday getting the gig?" And he's probably gonna be like, "I'm just sitting here in Baton Rouge, coming off the biggest win of." (laughs) Of the year, maybe my entire coaching career. What are you asking me this for? But I, I have to. This is the coaching profession. Yeah, man. Uh, my buddy Maxwell Simpkins. He's the young actor, one of the stars of Disney Plus's um, Mighty Ducks: Game Changers. I've got a season-long story, like uh, a storyline arc on it. All right, I might play myself in a few episodes. <laughs> Attaboy. He's joining me now at number three, just to have a little chit chat. I said, "Hey, man." When, uh, when the episodes come out, we'll have you on the show. Today is that day. But let's take a break. Andrew Hawkins, our buddy from Roku and Roku Recommends and also the co-founder of Status Pro and the NFL Pro Era game that he's got is lighting up. And we can't wait to chat with him on this and other subjects next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly. in store And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Andrew Hawkins here on the Rich Eisenhower Terrestrial Radio audience just returning. You're telling a story about how, again, NFL uh, pro era, um, your, your VR game, your mm-hmm. VR sports game, um, there was a commercial during an Amazon Thursday Night Football. Yeah. That is pretty cool. It is awesome, man.
3: It is it is awesome. It's a great feeling. We have over 200 million views of organic content on our games. So people playing the game. So it's like goes viral every week. So you got to try it. I know you haven't yet, but we're gonna next time I'm in, I'm gonna bring my headset, and you're gonna get in the headset. I
0: I, I totally want it. I mean, I've got my. <laughs> uh, we we have an Oculus at home. I'll I'll, I'll have the kids oh, play it. We'll do it for That's sure. You know. He's
1: gonna bring one today. A million you know, percent. No, it's it's all good. Um, so <laughs>
0: at, at least again with your commercial having run uh-huh. successfully on Amazon Prime, you're way ahead of NFL Network's first ever nationally televised commercial, because our first commercial <laughs> was in the Super Bowl. Uh Okay, and it was right after the halftime uh, musical act was done. Uh So we were so psyched that it was going to be in that first pod, commercial pod, to use the TV term, right after halftime, the whole country was going to watch, except for the fact that Justin Timberlake uh, had a wardrobe (laughs) malfunction with uh, Janet Jackson, and nobody saw our commercial. (laughs) No, When I say nobody saw our commercial... Nobody you know, saw now
3: it. that you mentioned it, I've heard so, people talk about Justin Timberlake and Jenna Jackson that moment for
0: a long, Just, no one ever mentions your commercial. Ever? No, it's never a part of the conversation. You know what? That's why I'm here to talk about it. So at yeah. least you didn't have that happen for your spot during oh, the football goodness. game. You're way ahead of NFL Network, which it's has been here curve. 19 years later. So there you go. look at you. Uh, Andrew Hawkins, I need you to tell me, what do you think is happening in the Indianapolis Colts locker room today? Um. What are the players thinking? What do you think is happening in that locker room today? <sighs> yes,
3: there is. There is a, a. I'm positive there is a. An overwhelming feeling of what the hell is going on. But like in a funny way, like as you get to these. Like I, I, when I was in Cleveland, we had some. You know, some some seasons. We had some turmoil. This is mm-hmm. like the Johnny Football years. Josh Gordon was going through some issues. Like we had some stuff and. You, when these moments happen, you sit in these circles and you're trying to make sense of it all. And for a lot of the times, you just can't do it. And this is one of those situations that they're like, well, how the heck are we gonna listen to a coach who has no idea what's going on? He hasn't been in the locker room. And not that he doesn't know football, because Jeff Saturday, premium human being, yes. premium football mind, no incredible doubt. person, probably will be if he wanted to, a successful head coach in short order, but just in the fashion that he came through of this, like it takes so much to build this chemistry in this kind of locker room and to build a team, you coming in blank with, with kind of no prior visibility into all the mechanisms and, and inner workings, it's tough. We're all grown. This is like, we're an NFL coach is not like a high school coach
0: or a college coach. Well, by the way, I have to push back because Jeff Saturday just was a high school coach. He was. Two days ago. He was Just yesterday morning, he woke up as a high school coach. And he was probably so. very
3: successful too. He was probably <laughs> incredible. But the thing about high school and college is, like as a, you are the authoritative figure, Yes, right? And we sometimes think, oh, that's the head coach in the NFL, he's the authoritative figure. Yes, he is, but you're more like coworkers, right? Like you're not the highest paid person in the locker room. There's players that are the highest paid people in the locker room. And we are like, we opt into this relationship of what we want out of it. And at some point, if you don't feel like your coworkers, whether that's in the front office, ownership or
0: whatever, are putting that in, it, it does change the way you go about your business. But Jeff Saturday it does know that dynamic, right? Because he, he used to of be course. involved in that. The problem is, though, is the situation in which he's entering? Yes. Is one that is um, just on its face. Even if Frank Reich was still there, a complete and total mess on the offensive side of the ball. And and I guess let me drill down a little deeper, Andrew Hawkins. What is it? What's what's it like to be in the wide receiver room yeah. coming off of that game? No, they were 0 for 14 on mm-hmm. third downs. This this young man is still trying to figure things out. Yeah. And now. There's no professional play caller in it, the system right now. Whoever is going to call the plays, it's his first ever play. The first offensive snap for the Colts in Las Vegas on Sunday will be called by somebody. That will be his first ever professional play call There's, there's in the NFL. There's
3: two people in this situation that I feel the worst for. Mm-hmm. One is just Saturday, right? Because I, I go to Dave and Buster's a lot with my kids, right? Okay. Okay. Arcades. And the whole point of Dave and Buster's, you play the game, you try to get as many tickets as possible. I don't like Dave and Buster's like 95% of the games because I have no control over winning. So what I do is I go play. There's one called like Kung Fu Panda, where you got to hit it a certain amount of times. Yeah. But it literally is like how fast your hands are. And I feel good about my sure, ability to, to 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 rack up the tickets. The other sure. one is the quarterback one. We have to throw it in the holes, and you get if you yeah. beat the high score. Yes. And so I literally just play those two the entire time, and I rack <laughs> the tickets up because I can control it. Jeff Saturday is going into Dave and Busters, and there's no kung- Fu Panda. There's no quarterback <laughs> game for him. He doesn't even know these offensive plays, so he has to rely on the people that have been there, even just for terminology. Even if he wants to run a play, he has to say, "Hey, what do you guys call, a, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you call a, a flat hitch here? <laughs> oh Okay, that, yeah, call that play. So it's literally in somebody else's hands. So he's the first person I feel bad for because the the cards are stacked against him. Number two is Marcus Brady, who was the offensive coordinator there seven days ago and they fired. He wasn't the play caller, but he got fired as the offensive coordinator when he wasn't calling the plays. And here we are six days later, the actual play caller and Frank Wright gets fired. And now there's nobody in the locker room who has the ability to call the plays you know who would have been perfect for that? Marcus Brady. Marcus Brady. So in this situation, I think he's, lo- he's the biggest loser right now in this situation. And then Jeff Saturday is number two because not to say he won't be successful. Again, I love Jeff I think Jeff Saturday is incredible. Mm-hmm. But the cards are stacked against them. So it's a tough situation to go
0: into. And I, I, I find it f- fascinating that you, you chose those two guys and not, say, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., or, yeah. or, or because these are the guys who are, who, who want to ball out yeah, and of course. have the ability to – Alec Pierce is a rookie. He must be looking around saying, man, that was great on Cincinnati last year. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, just looking around, just wondering how does this work, and Jonathan Taylor is hurt. The offensive line has been dreadful all yep. season long. This just has – it. Uh, there's really no words for it. I've never heard of anything close to this before.
3: It's you, crazy. Know? It really, I mean, it's 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 crazy. I feel like I'm a little bit in the twilight zone, um, you know. And, and to your even about the Jeff Saturday thing, I had to go through this with um, Josh McCown, right? What, what but Josh McCown is one of my dearest, closest friends ever. He is salt of the earth. If he ran for president today, I would vote for him. Incredible football mind. Mm-hmm. I've never met someone who's played with him who doesn't love him. Understands the locker room. Understands the dynamics. I think he will be an extremely successful head coach. Last year when they were having the talks about him going straight from player to the Texans, there was like this, you know, again, we understand it. You become the face of um, privilege, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's a process, there's people in waiting and yes, there are and so you're stuck. I think he's gonna be a great coach. But then there's the process. Jeff Saturday is a little bit of the same thing that I feel people, literally fighting for their lives because you know him and you're like, yeah, he will be a great head coach. He has all the makings, but he completely circumvented the process. And honestly, even if he is good, the situation, the conversation, all these things will play in to his eventual failure or success because now you're dealing with factors outside that you didn't consider when you were thinking about one day possibly getting the opportunity.
0: Yeah. Andrew Hawkins here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about the, the rest of the league. When we first... Um, had you here during the season? It was first blush. You talked about mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel yep. uh, and how he was teaching you some things when you were together in Cleveland, and how mm-hmm. that will play out for this offense. That that went pretty viral as well. It did. You know, the Dolphins fans were loving that conversation, <laughs> um, and so you you were you were showing how how good this team can be, and mm-hmm. and barring the the Tua injury, you were seeing it. What are you seeing now for the rest of the season? Are are you, you you thinking it's an Eagles world and we're just paying rent? Uh we saw what the Chiefs just did, the Bills yeah. just lost to the Jets and we you know, we'll have to take a look at Josh Allen's wing to use mm-hmm. a Buffalo phrase. What do you what do you make of uh the rest of the season right yeah,
3: now? Yeah, I like the Eagles. I like them. Um I think it's going to come down to the Chiefs or the Bills because they have two quarterbacks that are playing the best. And honestly, I know we get bored with Patrick Mahomes He's still the guy. He's still the guy when he wants to be. It's, it has been consistent since the day he stepped on. It's a very weird thing for me that we don't talk about him as much. But he plays lights out all the time, and he's a, he's a very tough person to beat. And the only other quarterback in, you know, that I see playing at his level is, is Josh Allen right now because of the way Josh Allen is you know, big, physical, can throw it 75 yards in the air, and he has the weapons on the outside that you know, they're hard to argue against.
0: So, we yesterday put a poll question up at Rich Eisen's show. Bills, Chiefs, Eagles mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl or the field? Or the field. You would choose? I would choose, Bill's, Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. Bills, Chiefs. I, I did as well. Do, do you have uh, the, the, the final poll results do. on that? Actually, Correct. there's an hour left of this. Okay, if you so want if you, to vote okay. at Rich Eisen show right now or give us a call. Uh, Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, 53% the field 47 percent. so which one would you take from the field if uh I've, ah, now i'm forcing you to do so forcing me in there okay i'll tell you which one I, I would choose from the field who is that 49ers you like the niners uh yeah yeah i do seeing what they did last week uh two weeks ago before bye after which they're going to get healthier uh-huh. mccaffrey scores three different ways kittle scores Ayuk scores with uh with McCaffrey throwing it to him and they looked like that yeah and Debo didn't even suit up that's a good point point. and they're defensively really good and again I get healthier mm-hmm. and I like them <sighs> fool me once uh shame on you fool me
3: twice shame on me type of situation with Jimmy G I love Jimmy G late in that that i think they're going to go deep in the playoffs okay that's why i can't get over the 49ers i'm not because he's a bad quarterback i think jimmy g is good um but they're like you gotta have somebody that is going to take that play on himself i think jalen hurts can do that i know patrick mahomes can do it i know josh allen can do it right so like they have the talent everywhere on the field can jimmy g sitting there and say you know i'm gonna make this one play to win us the game. And we've seen those in moments where he hasn't been able to do so. You can get over that hump. Your time will come. You know, maybe he makes those plays, you know, once every four times, and this is the year when that play happens, he makes it. But he just hasn't done it. And I, I got to, you know, that
0: that's my that's my obstacle with, with being all in on
3: the 49ers.
0: Well, and looking at you answer, Andrew Hawkins, mm-hmm. I can still see T.J. Jefferson behind you with his big Dallas star to his left. Yeah. And I will ask you what I'm Ooh. sure he wants me to ask you is why, why not the Cowboys? <sighs> the same thing I just said about
3: Jimmy G, the whole thing on the Cowboys. I just I like the they're they're talented. I just don't see him get, we, we go through this every year with the Cowboys. No offense, TJ. Me and TJ are like basically almost related. Did he tell you that? I did not know that. <laughs> and I, I hate to play into the stereotype that all black people are related. <laughs> so, but in this case, but in this very rare case, What is the, what is the, what, what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> we basically did a deep dive last time I was here. You know, okay. TJ's family is from my hometown. I'm like, oh yeah, I got Jebber. Like, you know, basically it's like, my cousins are his cousins, like yeah. on different sides of the family, okay. which is just a weird small world thing, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy, but no. I'm not shocked because like, so yeah. so I've
1: always known he was from Johnstown because you know I've known him as a player and everything he's done, sure. so I always knew Andrew Hawkins was from Johnstown and it was always like, yeah, he's probably my cousin. Then I hit up my mom and then she hit me back and was like, well, yeah, that actually is your cousin. <laughs> so then your Cowboys
0: take is a family feud then? It's a family yeah, it feud. Is now. It's and to I, took offense, to reunion, offense, sure. I took offense. You yeah. said no
1: offense, but I took offense. So what is we'll your,
0: what, what? then what's the, the, the who's team. the Jimmy G in this equation? That you said you didn't trust Jimmy G, couldn't get past Fumi yeah. twice. Then who's the Fumi twice? Just Coaching. It, it's McCarthy. Ooh. I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think McCarthy
3: has it to get over the hump. I like McCarthy. He's successful. He had Aaron Rodgers, but. I mean, do you feel
0: like he he has what it takes to get get over the hump? There, here's here's what I think. Um, I, I think that you know we we were talking just yesterday, going back and forth on text, like, um, because I'm I'm now addicted to doing top five lists here on yeah, the show after hating lists yeah, for so many years. It's I'm, I'm a full convert <laughs> now. Um, He's and addicted. and these guys were like, you should do a top five MVP list, but uh, non quarterbacks. Okay, mm-hmm. top five. And I went back and forth, like who would be number one on that list for me? And I, I I'd put Micah Parsons there. Yeah.
1: Oh come on!
0: I, I don't mind that. re Hill, man. Um, I don't mind that either. I, 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 mean, I understand too, that. Man. I, I understand that. But one team six and two, and um, another team six, uh, and, six and two, six <laughs> and three. No, I, I, no. I, I just All think right. Parsons is like you take Parsons out because I know that that's the conversation of MVP. Third that you like to have like you know that's your your hall of fame argument like can you tell the story story? right without this person okay so you you take parsons out of that defense that's a whole different ball of wax you take tyree kill out of that offense there's still some pieces that you can you can you can win a game or two Mm -hmm. you know i'm not and that's as you know how i feel about the cheetah the disrespect is not real (laughs) um but you know yeah that's so the defense is that good Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know. Who's uh, the second person? Because I, I feel like on those teams, you, need like, you need like two
3: people on a team that are like, whether it's a coaching mm-hmm. player, quarterback, like okay. someone like Micah.
1: Micah
0: and Tank Lawrence. Uh, to, I, no, yeah. how about this one? You, 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 want, you want to talk about the little twist here? The second person on that team uh-huh. who's the difference maker is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. I knew you were going there. Damn straight I'm going there. Yeah. So you think it's his job. How, how is it not? No, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Yeah, and no and every time, I, hold on a second. Every time I say this, people are like, you hate Ohio State. You hate, you know, you you're Michigan. But- no, 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 no. Zeke is a <laughs> world class, all time great pass protector mm-hmm. at the running back position. So you, him being a three down back is real. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And him moving chains is real. And him putting it in the end zone from the five yard line, 10 yard line to give you some good red zone action. Is real. Mm-hmm. Home run hitter? are not Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Nuh-uh. He's not home run anymore. So this is what I'm talking about. Like, that's a different offense. Yeah, okay. And what if they had Odell?
3: Yeah, I think Odell is, I think Odell helps him. I think Odell helps anybody. Of course. Yeah, I think he helps anybody. I don't know if it's like, I like Tony. I, I need to see a little bit more from him to say like, oh, of course those two things make them better than the field. Right. Like, and I don't I don't think that's it that either. I would say Miami, if you asked me to pick a, a team because of Tyreek Hill and because of Mike McDaniel. I, I I don't want to go back into the same thing we talked about last time. But go ahead. I mean it's 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 shown so far this season the way he game plans, the way he calls plays, the way he has this offense rolling, you hear his players talk about it. I think he gives them an advantage against the team that they're playing, as does Tyreek Hill. So those would be my two people on that team. On the Dallas Cowboys, I have to see more from Tony because he's popping, Um, but once everybody catches up to say, okay, well, now we're going to go trying to stop you. It's one thing to do really well. My first year in the league, um, my first year starting in 2012, I was going, like, people didn't expect me. I was catching the ball, and I was out, 50 yards here, 70 yards there. And I'm like, this NFL thing is easy. (laughs) And then once they were like, okay, here's how, now we're going to key on you. Let's see what you do. It was a lot harder then, yeah. right? So I need to see Tony get over that hump. If he's the mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. they go with him. Yes. I need to see him get over the hump. Once people make the decision to say, okay, now we're gonna stop you, Tony Pollard, and make somebody else beat us. What do you do in those
0: moments? That defines whether you're one of those those premium guys. By the way, I'm not saying bench Zeke, like he don't use him. Huh? Yeah, of course, I'm not saying of course, that, no. I, want, I want that out there. And just again, with the Dolphins, their, their passing game, Looks like the old Miami Dolphins of the Shula days, like right yep. Marino and the mm-hmm. and the Marks brothers, yeah. right? And the run game are the Miami 49ers. They mm. literally are. I mean, like, they he Mostert, they he McDaniel signs him in the offseason. Yep. Go get me Jeff Wilson Jr. out of San Francisco. The minute they acquire McCaffrey, go get me him. Yeah, he scores. Look, so the run game's like the Miami 49ers, mm-hmm. and the passing game looks like the Miami Dolphins of old. Put it together and... You got something. I think so. Yeah,
3: I don't, I'm not going to argue but, that. But you're still, like that take. Take,
0: you're still not taking the field. You're not taking them. I'm not taking them. I'm not taking them. Uh, Status Pro and NFL Pro Era, check it out right now. Um, and how can people just get the game? What do you, what, what can they do? Just
3: Oculus. Um, okay. uh, we're launching on Steam VR mm-hmm. in December. Uh, we'll be on the PSVR 2 when that comes out in Q1 of 2023. You can get on PSVR as well. Anywhere you can get VR, you can get NFL Pro Era. Look at that. Lamar Definitely on the check co- it
0: out Cover. He had a great game last night. He did, man. He's a, a superb athlete and quarterback. By the way, the conversation we just had a whole bunch of people were like, "Why not the Ravens?" I mean, they 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 hardly play a win- the only winning team, I guess team with a winning record left on their schedule is Cincinnati in their 5 and 4. The
3: only question I have about the the Ravens
0: yeah. is on the outside. Outside, just uh, receivers. Re- receivers. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, just just Sean Jackson. He came off the he came off the the, the practice squad last night. He did. He did. Didn't he leave a hamstring injury. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Facts.
3: That's, that's Facts. my guy. It's tough when you're when you get older, man. That's those hamstrings go. But a
0: drag it is getting old, no Rich, doubt.
1: Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the cheetah's forty yard dash challenge. Oh right? yeah. See what uh, he thinks.
0: When we had the cheetah on uh, Friday, uh-huh. um, and I invited him, because he was talking about his family foundation, and uh, mm-hmm. I said, hey, you know, we'll make a donation to the family foundation. How about you running my 40-yard dash against me? And he told me that uh, he would give me a 30-yard head start and still beat me. <laughs> oh, well, Rich offered to give him 20, and then he accepted, and he goes,
3: yeah, I'll give you 30. So it was just I- like, ooh. I, I feel like every four months I see a Tyreek Hill forty-yard dash talent to somebody something, and I love his confidence. I still, I'm taking you. You would take me. If he gives you a thirty-yard head start, yeah. Rich, I'm definitely taking you. And if you lose, <laughs> I may never talk to you would ever. Rich yet.
0: win a twenty-yard head start though. Twenty-yard head
3: start. Like, would like be how close do
0: we have to go? Like yeah. 17, 18 30 yards, is a lot. something like that.
3: Yeah, it would probably. Rich stops being the favorite at like, maybe even 22 yards would be a close 22 one. Yards. Wow. 22 yards. Okay. 22 yards would be a close but one. But 30, yeah, he said the
0: disrespect is real. 30 is crazy. That's what he said. I mean, even you could literally do three hops and, and get to the 40. Okay, fantastic ad hoc on twitter and ig roku recommends check out uh you and maria Menunos every yes. single thursday new episodes drop you're part of the roku channel family anytime anytime congrats on everything going on thank you me. sir Appreciate thanks you. for coming in here uh early on a on a tuesday we'll push. see I you at the next it. family me. reunion yeah, yeah you guys gonna hang out in the next family reunion absolutely <laughs> fantastic uh 844 rich is the number to dial here on the rich eisen show we are back with more in a moment let's talk game time boy do we love using game time tickets Cooper, uh, my 11-year-old, um, who uh, T.J. Jefferson is beating up in fantasy this week, and just in case you think you're such a great fantasy player, well, am. Uh, my 11-year-old did not have his iPad yesterday, which is why Kevin Durant was benched and two other players were hurt. Hey, I didn't know Dame Willard
1: so was coming off the IR, wow. so he was on my oh, bench Oh, well. I hear excuses. Yeah. You know. He's 11 years old. But here's the we deal. We control his iPad. You like a champion. But Chris, he knows this. when he I when he, he set his lineup for the week. When he was stomping a mud hole on you last I know. week, all what you heard was, like, you're getting beat up by 11-year-old, and now I'm winning, and it's like, well, you know, he's only 11. so yeah,
0: That's you know, true. Right? I mean, come on. Hey, my dad used to tell me. We don't get both you, My here. dad, th- th- listen, I am my father's son, okay? <laughs> my dad, may he rest in peace, Joel yes, Lewis Eisen. Mr. Joel. Let's just say I was, uh, let's say I was Cooper's age, mm-hmm. 11 and a half. OK, and I would uh, want to do something uh, above my age, like something a little older than an 11 year and a half year old would do. He goes, you're only 11. <laughs> and then. And, and Right. You're only you're only 11. And then, and then the flip, I would just right? and then I would totally just bl- blow something up, act young, be act my age. And he goes, you're almost 12. <laughs> What are you doing?
1: <laughs> that's such a dad
0: move. That is a dad move. I learned, man.
1: I learned. You're almost
0: 12. Come <laughs> what are you doing? Up. You're almost 12. What are you doing? You're almost 12. And, and then I'm like, well, I want to I want to do something all grown up. You can't. You're only 11. You're only 11. 11. He, would, he would round up or down to benefit, to benefit his great. moment. I used to have that moment so with I'm my mom. So I'm doing that right now.
1: Whenever we get in an argument about something <laughs> and she finally hit me with the just shut up. Then I knew, like, oh. I was like, okay, I got this. I shut up. Don't get it wrong. Yes. I did shut up. But in my mind, I won, Rich. I won that fight. Oh, baby. That's funny. Oh,
0: <laughs> gosh. Uh, let's go to Rich in Temecula, California. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Richard? What's going on?
1: What's going on, Rich? How are you, What's bud? up,
0: bud? What's on your mind?
1: Hey, you know, I, I had a, when you guys were talking about those three teams, Buffalo, KC, and uh, Philly in the field. You know, I'm going to take I'm going to take the field. There's a couple teams you guys are missing out on. Got it. Not talking much about Tennessee. You know, Tennessee is looking tough. They only lost by three in KC. There's one for you. Dallas is pretty tough, and so is Minnesota. I know you guys are not too strong on Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, but with the Niners, even would you like Niners? Jimmy G is the young Kirk Cousins. Kirk's got a lot to prove in Minnesota. So I think Minnesota is a team to watch out for. They're going to run the table. They're not going to lose. They might not lose another game. Ooh, you know they're, they're in, in Buffalo now. this. You know
0: they're in Buffalo oh. this week. I did I, I know. I know that Josh yeah. Allen's uh, elbow is what is it? Uh, he's likely to be limited, and it's a situation to monitor or whatever we're calling oh, yeah, our house yeah. band it now. Off of uh, Ian Rappaport's verbiage on this, you know they're in Buffalo right this week. Correct? Yeah. Okay. All
2: right. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at Buffalo just lost to the Jets.
0: So I could sit here and play. I could play the, the win-loss game with you for the Vikings, we, but it would be a waste of time. Right. That that game, uh, home for Dallas, and then uh, Thanksgiving night against New England, home for the Jets. Okay, yeah, those, those games are okay. I got it. At Green Bay, I'm, at Chicago.
1: I'm going to take the field. I'm going to take the field. That's, okay, that, that's where I'm going. There you I go. Thanks for the call, it, Rich. There you go. Set, okay,
0: there you go. Okay. Sorry to cut you off, but we're at the end of the hour. Interesting. Was that Del Tuvo just hitting the... No, 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 no. Mike knows. We're, we're, I know. Uh, to use the uh, TV radio phrase oh. with a heart out, yes. we're up against it. <laughs> up against yes. It, man. I know. Coming up, my power rankings. We'll see where the Vikings are on that power list. Power rankings. And you know what I want to dive into? What's that, bud? You just made the list. Odell Beckham's choices. Hey. That's hey. the next big domino oh, in this National yeah. Football League, guys. That's coming up in hour number two.